So let's start here with Kenny Galladay. He had some comments that I think that are obviously going to be a little bit of a lightning rod of attraction and, and clearly questions that were asked that were asked with the purpose of, ooh, what's Kenny Galladay going to say? And I think that in the end, Kenny Galladay, to me, spoke a lot of truths and things that I would think in reality a coaching staff actually would want to hear. He does want to play. He's not happy sitting on the bench. He's not happy. You know, if you want a guy to be hungry and make the money, you want him to want to play. So let's just start right there. There was only one comment that really rubbed me the wrong way with Kenny, and we'll get to that in a second. But overall, I didn't really hate anything that Kenny Galladay actually tangibly had to say from a hunger perspective. Yeah, I would agree with you, Sean. I mean, the guy comes here as a very high-profile free agent. Of course, it was under the previous administration. And they brought him in, expected him to be that X receiver who could put up a thousand yards like he did twice with Detroit. Instead, he fights through four injuries last year. The passing game just goes into the tank. And of course, he winds up not even catching a touchdown pass. And it's a forgettable season to be very kind, not right. just for the offense, but for Kenny Galladay in particular. Yeah, and and the one comment that rubbed me the wrong way, and we could get into why it was a forgettable season. I don't think all of this is solely on Kenny Galladay. This could be the worst fit ever, uh, or at least it definitely wasn't a Garrett's offense. And by the way, Galladay looked good through the first six weeks last year, and then really nothing on that offense looked well. But whether it's Galladay coming off you know, the hip problems this year, just looking slower, I don't like, and I've gone back and I've now listened to the comments in full context multiple times. The word regardless, I think, is the word where Kenny Galladay got himself in trouble, at least even with the giant fan base. I should be playing regardless because when you are a team that is 2-0 and you have a head coach and a coaching staff that is establishing a team identity and you know basically doesn't care what your contract is, where you were drafted, especially if they weren't on top of you with Joe Shane and Dable, they didn't make that move. When you hear the words, I should be playing regardless, while the team is winning football games, I think that's a rough word to use, Paul. I, I think that's where Kenny gets himself in, in trouble. I actually agree with you. I think that was a very poor choice of, of uh, semantics by him. He should be saying, I think I should play every week. I think I should be getting my share of targets right. and catches. I think um, I think I'm better in better in this league than I'm giving you know credit for that kind of right, exactly. I mean, look at his resume. He's proven a lot in this league. So so I have absolutely no issue with his feelings. But when he threw the word regardless in there, that tends to get a little sticky for me, too. And that, that's because you're looking at a team that, for whatever reasons, the coaching staff has decided to use the mixture of receivers in the way that they have. They have come out of the first two games at 2-0. and When you say the word regardless, that means you're not paying any attention to the big picture, the team's record, or the results that they've been able to achieve. And, and that comes off, that one word just comes off as selfish. Now, in Kenny's defense, that comment didn't come until the back end of his media session. Right. After he was poked, prod, had a couple of forks figuratively stuck into his stomach and his kidneys until right. finally you could see his frustration was boiling over. And I don't think he really, I don't think he really felt like he could say anything else that 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 would appropriately describe his feelings or at least get the, the bees away from his hive in front of his locker. Yeah. And, you know, there should be a couple things to clean up here when it comes to Kenny Galladay and the relationship with the coaching staff and everything that goes into it. Number one, I found something really interesting um, 
when the old the did you see the captain documentary? Obviously, there was the quotes about Dable playing that for the team. Did you see that with Derek? No, Dable? I did not. Okay, so in that documentary, there's a scene, and and Dable's now been known to have shown this to the team in training camp, where David Wells kind of mumbles and gets mad, and we know the story now, right? Derek Jeter says we don't do that bleep around here, and it was kind of a big story. And Dable played that for the team, showing this is about team. This is what it is. Brian Dable clearly liked aspects of that documentary and respected Derek Jeter enough to think that that was important to show the team. Watching that whole documentary, something stuck out with me now to relate it to this Kenny Galladay situation. There's a moment at the end of Jeter's career where reporters are suggesting that Jeter should have, you know, told uh, whoever it was, Joe Girardi at the time, slide me down in the order. I get it. I'm not helping the team. And Jeter goes on camera and he says, now what kind of bleep is that? Why would I tell you I don't even believe in myself? If you want to pull me, you make the decision. I'm not going to go to you with that. And I, right. I say that I say that because I think that there's a lot of people right now that are saying, well, boy, how is Brian Dable going to take Kenny Galladay's comments? Is this only going to dig Galladay a deeper hole in what's next? Well, Paul, I think Galladay is doing – I hate comparing Kenny Galladay to Derek Jeter. A lot of that. Why would Kenny Galladay not be saying he should be playing regardless? Why would he admit that he's not the same player if he isn't the same player? Why would he not believe in himself and put in the work? So I really think if it comes down to it and Brian Dable has a problem with Kenny Galladay's comments yesterday, I think that's on Brian Dable. Number one, you know that he's going to get asked as an expensive player why you know he's saying those things. Number two, isn't this what you want? You want a player to want to play. Like to me, that is... That is the Brian Dable staple. So I hope that this doesn't lead to further friction with the coaching staff based on the comments alone. Yeah, I don't know or will not, but I'll throw out a hypothetical for you if you like, Sean. And and okay. maybe, just maybe, and again, I don't know this, and I, I like to tell people the smartest people in the world know what they don't know. Uh, maybe the Giants – we're looking at King Holiday and said, you know what? We think we can get more out of him. Maybe they do need to light a fire under him and maybe playing him only two snaps and making him virtually a healthy scratch would bring out even more in him at practice than they have seen. And if I'm Brian Dable, maybe I'm really happy to see the response from Kenny Galladay, seeing that he's frustrated, he's peeved, and maybe – that's exactly the temperature that I want out of him because I will tell you yesterday he had a really good practice for whatever yeah. that's worth. I was reading the tweets and I did have to laugh, you know, when he's basically hustling, running into a water cooler with Darnay Holmes and everything. It's funny that those are the tweets we now see from practice as fans, but you're right. Look, I would say this. We talked about how, how much you and I went back and forth like Kadarius Tony not practicing enough. And that's why his workload was so limited in week one. And we saw it increase in week two. Right. The one thing apparently clear is that Kenny Galladay is practicing. He is there every day. You know, he reportedly did catch basically the most amount of catches in training camp. So it does feel a little alarming that his snap count went down that much. That tells me the coaching staff really just, hey, he might be doing the right things in practice. We just actually don't think he's good enough. And if he's really not good enough at this stage, we're going to look back at this as maybe the worst free agent signing in giant history. But I don't know. Like to me, I might be a homer. I might be out of line, but early last year, there were moments, and they were few and far between, when Kenny Galladay finally got the ball, where he looked like that alpha dog number one wide receiver, catching a slant. He just looked different than the other guys on the field. You mean to tell me all that's been lost in one year, all of it, and that he can't figure out a nice role in this Brian Dable, Mike Kafka offense? I, I, I'm struggling with that, Paul. Oh, that's why he used the word confused more than once today when he talked 
talk to them because he apparently is confused by this as well. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that we're confused by it. Look, there, there's always the possibility that A, because of the electronics and the, the uh, specific data collection that they're doing in practice, maybe Kenny Galladay's athleticism isn't what it was last year or in previous seasons. That's possible. If the data shows that, then maybe there's a reason for the coaching staff to decide, well, maybe he's not as valuable as he once was. That could be part of it. Of course, we never have access to the data. So I, I'm not going to necessarily tell you that's the reason. I'm simply going to say maybe it's a possibility. And I think the other thing that we have to also keep in mind is that Dable to this point has been very transparent in everything that he believes from a schematics perspective. He has put a tremendous amount of emphasis, as has Mike Kafka, the OC, on having all of the receivers playing all three spots, the X, the Y, and the Z. Right Now, as far back as I can tell you, in my memory going back to the spring and through the summer, Kenny Galladay is strictly an X. Yeah, He does not play the Y and the Z. So there may be, there may be, again, hypothetically, there may be a legitimacy to the fact that on a particular matchup, in a particular game plan, on a particular week, they want to have more versatile receivers on the field for the bulk of the game, and a guy who's simply just going to play X to them is less valuable on that particular weekend. Maybe that's part of it, too. I don't know, Sean. I'm not going to stand here and tell you that no. that's an excuse, but could it be a reason? Maybe. It, it, it could be. I don't disagree. The only thing I would say is if you were playing like Devontae Adams or insert great X receiver here, and that was your only role as an X receiver, you would be on the field, right? Well, because you're down. talking about someone who's elite, and right. maybe well, Kenny Galladay is not that elite anymore. Yeah, that would be my point. I, and it's not just about Dams. I bet you I could rattle off 15 X receivers that if they only could play the X would be on the field and not missing snaps right now, despite the offense. Now, look, we've taken the good with Wink Martindale's defense right now, right? As far as guys being positionless and seeing something so unconventional. We saw McKinney and Love basically playing linebackers last week. So if we're seeing that and accepting it on defense, well, we really need to start wrapping our minds and understanding that offensively that, that things are just crazy when it comes to certain fits and certain receiver. The problem, of course, is that the defense is delivering right now and the offense isn't. So when you see Kenny Galladay only getting two snaps and you right. see the offense struggling to score touchdowns, it does stand out that, hey, this seems like a bit of a problem. Now, Paul, again, it's Thursday morning. We're we don't even have really a response to the Galladay comments from anybody else on the team. Uh, Julian Love was on WFA, and he even admitted that everything's a little confusing right now. If you had to put your Paul Dottino hat on right now and guess, does Kenny Galladay play more than two snaps on Monday Night Football? Oh, I would say he will play a lot more. Just based on what happened at yesterday's practice, Kenny himself said that it went well. We know what we saw during the open media portion. And, you know, I would have to believe that uh, that to this point, again, we're taping this on Thursday. He still has a few more practices to go uh, unless he does not earn those snaps and those few opportunities. I would say right now the arrow points to yes. 